You're listening to Diary of a Congresswoman, a series of conversations with Teresa Ledger-Fernandez. I'm Mary Charlotte Domandi. We caught up with Teresa today as she was walking to get her supplies for the inauguration. Clump, clump, clump. And the Congresswoman is drinking her flask. Yes. You know, I've been, I try really hard not to ever use plastic, except for tomorrow at the inauguration. Uh, you cannot take in a metal water bottle. Oh, okay. So I have to, uh, I have to go buy a plastic water. You know, one of those expensive waters. Right, right. Yeah, but it's sort of like, well, that's a drag. You know, because that just cuts down on, well, you know, and, and and I see why. I mean, during the siege, as the siege was coming to an end, one of the Congress people, she's actually a mixed mixed martial arts champion before she became a um then she became a white house fellow i think she was she we stay with so uh you know we kind of like a couple of us huddled together and uh she walked me back to my office and she she said this is not a water bottle it is a weapon (laughs) so um you know we're gonna like talk about doing some you know women's defense training um, nice when everybody gets back and it's you know, is inoculated, but that's sort of where we're at in this country right now, where the Congresswomen need to organize not just for policies that are important for protecting our reproductive health and protecting our children, but also protecting ourselves against those who choose to use violence. So, so are you on your way home? Uh, I'm on the way to go get some water. <laughs> I have to go buy everything because we're gonna we have to leave early in the morning. So I'm on the way to do the things I need to do to be able to. I need to buy water. I need to buy some key things for tomorrow. So just talk about that a little bit. Inauguration tomorrow. We're counting down practically the the minutes. I mean, as as we speak right now, it is uh, 19 hours until noon tomorrow. What are you feeling, thinking, hoping? Well, it's it's less than that because I've been counting down the hours and it's actually 17 hours because it's DC time. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, yeah. So, it's really exciting. I mean, part of the thing is it's exciting. Let me get let me get past this. It's pretty exciting because we are now talking about like what are we going to get done and what's Biden going to get done and, you know, the Congressional Hispanic Caucus is putting out a press statement and, you know, and we put in the issues that we want around what are the principles for the immigration bill, you know, that we'll be supporting, which are not exactly the same. They're the things that the Congressional Hispanic Caucus has been working on for, for years now. But the great thing is they, they, well, they're not identical to Biden's, they reflect each other, right? Because Biden's picked up many of the things that the Congressional Hispanic Caucus has been working on. I'm working on a bill to, to make right the wrong in terms of the families that were torn apart by the inhumane policy that was also a violation of international norms and a violation of who we are in our humanity. So, you know, it was great. It's like, here are the things. It's like, we need to add that principle. Of course, we need to add that principle and it goes in, right? It's that wonderful ability that you realize we have to actually raise issues and get them addressed and knowing that then we have a president 
with the same intent, what it sort of looks like might be slightly different here or there, but they're, they're the same intent issues. So that's what's really, you know, wonderful. And that's what's exciting right now is it's just, I mean, to see the executive orders that are going to be signed tomorrow, we should all be jumping up and down. It's like the, the worst of this president will be undone with yet another pen. And that's why democracy is important. It's also happening in the midst of what seems like a really major paradigm shift that we won't even fully understand for a while, but the paradigm shift that includes Mm -hmm. issues of, I mean, we're almost in a period of feudalism right now where a few are extracting the wealth from all the rest of us as quickly and efficiently as they possibly can. And it's reached sort of a breaking point. I mean, it has for a while. And now we're coming into something else, which is so much more inclusive and so much more about spreading the wealth, spreading the democracy. Yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful moment where I think that there is a moment that we are, you know, I think shift is the right word. We're shifting how we see these things. The country is shifting that competency, addressing issues is what we want. You know, and that that's the way to move forward, not not a populism that intends to exclude, but policies that intend to include. You know, I've been talking a lot about the importance of of moving power back to communities and empowering that it's it's how we bring more in inclusive. So we empower rather than concentrating power in a few. I mean, that was part of the theme of the op-ed I had in the New Mexican was the importance of spreading that power out. And he has been the opposite, and not just him, but a lot of the Republican work over the last several decades has been the opposite of what we need, has been disempowering and concentrating of, of power and wealth versus expanding it outwards. One little political question before we go, and that is Senator Mitch McConnell was quoted widely today as saying that he thinks that Trump provoked the mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Given that every word that comes from that man's mouth seems to be a political calculation of some kind, what do you think is going on? Yeah. Well, you know, once again, you're asking me to talk about what the Senate's doing, and I'm trying to focus on what are we trying to do and what do we want to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know, working with the Senate on, you know, what our agenda is. So I think everybody has their incredible distaste for a man who was very willing to take advantage of the moment and of the power that Trump allowed. So he's now received what he wanted and He's willing to move on to something else. What I want to focus on is not really going into that, but into what do we need to do and who are the Republicans who will work with us on part of our policy. I want the Senate to convict, and I hope there is a large cry, and it sounds like there might be a bit of a drumbeat to do that. I also don't want us to then say, oh, well, they're all wonderful, aren't they? You know, because they have, you know, they participate in causes. But what I'd prefer to do is start identifying those who were willing to work with us on some of the bills. When one of my meetings today was, you know, with somebody and I said, so tell me, you know, it was an advocacy group. It's like, tell me who are the Republican freshmen who were willing and interested in working on infrastructure stimulus? Because I want to reach out to them. 
you know, not every freshman or the QAnons and people who are willing to sacrifice principles for allegiance to a single person. And I want to know who they are so I can reach out and we can work on issues. So that's, that's going to be my focus. Everybody who's listening can come to their own conclusions about uh, soon to be ex-majority leader a few more days, well, a few more hours. I wish you a happy inauguration day. Yay! And as I told Maria, today today is my birthday, and I am I am thinking of um, Joe Biden as my personal birthday present. <laughs> he is your personal birthday present. Estas son las mañanitas que canta. Mary Charlotte, our porcentia de tus cumpleaños, les cantamos a ti. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening today. Please go to congressdiary.com for more info and other podcasts and to connect with us on social media. And if you have any questions or comments, including questions for the Congresswoman, please email me at diary at radiocafe.org.